1: Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour. We'll be talking about the Bible, we'll be taking your prayer requests, praying with you on the air, and just seeking the Lord's will and saying that, let's just open the program in prayer. Would you pray with me Uh, for this program? Would you pray for me? That the Lord would use this next hour for His purpose that the Holy Spirit would take over, that we would experience the power of God for this next hour. Father, I thank you. I thank you and I praise you, Lord, because you are awesome and mighty, and there is no one like you, and there's no one who can do the things that you can do, Lord. I pray, Mugodad, that you would bless this next hour, Lord, that we would experience being in your presence, Lord, that the power of the Holy Spirit would just come upon us, and that we would know what it means to be in your presence, to be in the awesome presence of a mighty and awesome and holy God who does abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we ask. Father, the prayers tonight that are offered, we offer them up in faith knowing that you are able to do whatever whatever is in your will to do. And I pray, Lord, that it's in your will, Lord, to heal your people, to bless your people. Lord, use this next hour for your purpose, for your glory. Bless the listeners, bless the callers, Lord, bless the word tonight that it would come forth in power and in strength, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray according to your will, in Jesus' name, bless this time. Amen. Well, again, welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. This is a live program. We're in studio tonight, as always, and we will be with you for the next hour to take your call. So if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, if you know somebody who's in need... Let's bring it before the Lord in prayer. Let's stand in the gap for our loved ones, for the ones who are in need. Let's stand in the gap for those who need prayer. The number is one, eight eight eight, nine nine five five five, five, two. That's one, eight eight eight, nine nine five. Five 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 two. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, somebody who's ill, somebody who's suffering, somebody who's addicted to to, to a substance, whether it's drugs or alcohol or gambling, whatever, uh, call in tonight. We want to pray for your prayer requests. You know, the Lord tells us in Psalm 121, you know, David wrote, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth who will not allow your foot to slip he who keeps you will not slumber behold he who keeps israel will neither slumber or sleep god is listening god is awake you know god's not off, you know god's not on vacation he's not sleeping he's not somewhere where he can't hear your prayer god hears your prayers god knows what you need but he desires you to call upon him David lifted up his eyes to the Lord. He looked to the mountains. He looked to the heavens. And he called upon the name of the Lord. That's what we do when we pray. We call upon God. We call upon his name. We call upon his power. We call upon his presence. But you have to lift up that phone. You have to call in tonight and say, Samuel, let's pray. Here's my prayer request. Pray with me. Pray for me. The number is one 995 5552 That's one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. That's the live on the air number. You can call that number for your prayer request. But you can also pray, call, and ask a question. If you have a question about Christianity, if you have a question about the cults, the occult, uh, world religion, theology, uh, doctrine, whatever's on your mind tonight, call in tonight and let's look into the Word of God. Let's look into His Bible. Let's look into the Word and see what's the answer to your question. The number is one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. Well, before we go to our callers, I want to remind you that we do a prayer. I'm sorry, we do. We have a prayer meeting every Friday night in Pas- in uh, Arcadia. So, if you'd like to come out and worship with us, we have a prayer uh, and worship meeting every Friday night in Arcadia at 8 p.m. So, this Friday, I hope you'll uh, consider joining us. Uh, The address is 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. That's on Friday night at 8 p.m. So if you're looking for somewhere to worship on a Friday night, come out and worship with us. We'd love to have you come out there. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway into the Arcadia-Pasadena area. You'll see Santa Anita Avenue. Get off at Santa Anita and go north for one block you'll see Foothill Boulevard. Make a right turn. Uh, Go one more block and you'll see First Avenue. Make another right turn. And as you come down the street, you'll see us on the corner of Forest and First Avenue. That's 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Every Friday night at 8 p.m., we're there worshiping, seeking God. So if you have a desire to seek the Lord, if you have a desire to worship and to pray and just be in the Lord's presence, we invite you to come out. That's what we're doing on Friday nights at 8 p.m. On Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., Pastor Walter Hoffman is the pastor of the Hills Church, and that's where we go to church. So if you'd like to come out, if you're looking for a church to worship on Sunday mornings, we invite you to the Hills Church at 10 a.m., same address, 805 North 1st Avenue. I want to remind you that we're on podcast, and you can listen to this program uh, at at kkla.com. Uh, And then just look for the podcast page. If you've missed the program or you want to catch up or you want to share the program with somebody, we'd love for you to be part of the ministry and extend this ministry by sharing it with somebody. And you can do that by telling them about the podcast, and they can listen on demand whenever they want at kkla.com. And then just look for the podcast page and look for us, uh, the Gypsy Christian Hour. So share this uh, uh, program with somebody and let them know. Uh, about the program you can also uh, do that by downloading the kkla app it's a free app it's available to everybody so uh, download the app you can listen to this program and lots of other programs here at kkla okay well we're going to go to our callers uh, again the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. if you have a prayer request if you have a need, if you know somebody who's in need don't 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 hesitate, call in tonight and let's pray together for your prayer requests. If you have a Bible question, every question is important. no matter what you think, we want to look in the Bible, no matter what I think, we want to look in the Bible. It doesn't matter what we think, it doesn't matter what our opinions are. What does the Word of God say so for your questions. Bible questions, Bible topics, uh, questions about the cults, the occult, whether it's Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons, United Pentecostals, whatever's, a, whatever's, whatever your question is, let's tackle it tonight in the Word of God. Let's get the answer to your question in the Bible. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on your calls for your prayer requests and Bible questions. Let's go to our first caller, and we're going to talk to Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight?
2: Uh, yes. Um, so um, I have a friend of mine. Uh uh-huh. she was uh, seeking uh, Christianity,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: look, looking into Christianity. Uh, she went into pretty much a couple of things. Uh, she went into uh, Jehovah Witness, uh and uh think a couple of well, things that weren't Christianity, uh uh Scientology right. looked into that. Actually I think she did that before uh Christianity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um so uh I was expounding to her about uh Christ. Right. And uh she was explaining to me certain things that was happening. She was reading a Jehovah Witness Bible mm-hmm. that way guys her grandmother's. Right. And uh she said um that things have started to change since he was reading that Bible. Um, and uh, I told her, uh, I said, "Yeah, uh, you shouldn't really be getting into, involved with uh, Jehovah Witness because, uh, you know, uh, the Bible says uh, that that stuff is false doctrine." Right. Uh, I gave her the uh, Galatians, and uh, she uh, actually listened to me and she read it. You know, she said, uh, "She said, okay, I understand exactly what you're talking about." Mm-hmm. Um, a uh, long story short, uh, about a month ago or so, she also was starting to look into uh, Islam, and that's where she's kind of at now. Wow. But I'm thinking uh, she's kind of doing it just for the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they're teaching her certain things. It's almost like it's uh it's not, it's not the, they actually teach her the Bible and uh, the Quran at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they're also teaching her other things involved with uh, how to be a good, uh, housewife and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I just, well, that, that kind of like surprised me. I was like, well, is, is that what you want? I mean, cause that's not even, uh, you don't go to church to learn how to uh, sew, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, uh, that's what. That's kind of what they're doing. They mm-hmm. they kind of like approaching them in that. And I realize it's kind of a cult uh, way of living. Or well, something it's
1: like that. it's it's not. <clears throat> excuse me. It's a world religion. Islam is a world religion, and it's totally separate from Christianity. They don't even believe in Jesus. They 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 respect Jesus as a as a prophet or a lesser prophet than Muhammad but to say he's the son of God is totally foreign to them they don't they, they don't believe that that God could have a son and for them that's blasphemy in the highest state and somebody saying that they would they would in in true islam they would behead him they would they would, they would kill him for saying yeah, that that I'm God has a son
2: I'm, excuse me but i'm kind of wondering why they're reading the bible and reading the Quran at the same time.
1: Well, they take the if if they do teach the Bible, they teach it with the Islamic uh, uh, flavor to it. You know, they they teach it from their point of view. They, they 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 don't really put that much strength into the Bible as much as they do the Quran. That is directly uh, written by Muhammad from God, as far as they're concerned, and that is the teaching that they adhere to. Is from the Quran. And they're not going to, to really put that much on Jesus' words because Jesus says he's the son of God. And Jesus right. puts the Jew first, where in right. Islam, you know, it's, it's the Arab first. You know, it's, it's, they don't believe in, in, in anything. They don't even believe that Israel should exist as a country. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and if she's going there for the fellowship, I would, I would try and uh, take her to church. You know, try and get her to a, a church where there is good fellowship and there's good teaching, and where she can be helped and she can be uh, tutored or, or taught the Word of God, t- taught the truth. Because it seems like she's looking everywhere except Christianity. She's looking to every place except the Bible. Uh, she right. needs to 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 uh, focus really and truly on on what the tr- what is the truth, what is the right. truth, not a truth, but what is the truth, the truth that will set her free from 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 where she's at and it seems like you know she needs she needs help in that area so how how can we pray for her mike
2: oh yeah i just uh asked that you uh i mean she was reading the bible Uh um i mean it's not that she has a bible so it's not and that's the thing i i kind of found that weird that uh that they would be uh reading the bible Mm -hmm. at the same time as
1: uh well you see that's the thing about world religions you know, all all world religions want to give you a piece of Jesus. They want to give you a part of Jesus. They want to include Jesus in their religion, but they'll never make him the center of their belief. You know, uh, uh, Islam, like I said, uh, respects Jesus as a prophet. Uh, Buddhism will say he's a good teacher. You know, all Hinduism, you know even accepts uh the teachings of certain teachings of Jesus every religion in the world will give you a piece of Jesus they'll give you a, but only christianity makes Jesus the center of our belief the center of our faith he is he's all in all he is the 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 only way he is the the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father but through him. No one can be saved but through him. See the other the the world religions won't tell you that they won't say that they'll say if you're good enough or if you can measure up you can go to heaven if you can do this you'll you'll be okay. You know it's all all other all other religions is man trying to measure up to God's standard, whereas Christianity right. is. Jesus measured up. Jesus lived a perfect life and Jesus gives us his grace and his mercy through the sacrifice of the Christ that, through the cross that we might be saved. With all the the with all other religions it's what you can do. But with Christianity it's what he has done. So right. <clears throat> you kind of need to present her that 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 kind of a, a not argument but just give her that information you know look at what the other world look at what the other religions teach even jehovah witnesses you know right. uh, they 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 don't believe in the true jesus they say that jesus is the archangel michael he was created as the, the archangel michael uh, and he's not really the son of god <clears throat> that when uh, that jesus uh, came down to he changed, he came down to, to, to save us from our, to, 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 to make the sacrifice of the cross, but he's not truly God, he's a God, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he, they changed the Bible, they say, uh, we, in our Bible it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, but in the, right. in the, in the New World Translation it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, uh, and the Word was a God, you know, they believe mm-hmm. that Jesus is a created being. They don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God.
2: So, you, I mean, that's what interests me because it seemed like uh, it's kind of interesting because, yeah, what you're just telling me. So they went from, she went from, uh, it's still one thing, it's still almost like the same thing uh, where they just, the Jehovah Witness, she thought she was Christian mm-hmm. as a Jehovah Witness, but still she didn't really accept that Jesus was God. And then she goes into Islam, and she's comfortable because she come from know Witness, right because yeah, they don't so, they don't
1: believe that Jesus is God either but right, so I think
2: that I'm thinking like that might be why she's it it's it you know what I'm trying to say it kind of suits her, and you know you, you need to kind of but find out
1: why doesn't she believe that Jesus is God or Jesus is the Son of God, what is it about that 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 keeps her? from christianity so let's pray for her mike what's her name let's pray uh, for everybody. her name is megan megan well father um, we come Go one ahead. thing
2: also um uh I, I i told her that she needs uh the whole difference with all those other religions is receiving jesus's holy spirit mm. they can't nobody else can offer you that right nobody and she said um she read through the book of Acts, and she said, yeah, I, I think I understand what you're talking about, but how is this possible? How can I do that? And, you know, I told her, well, I can take you to a church, and you can ask her, for it. Mm-hmm. I don't think she, her understanding is really there. It, yeah. that's a lot of. I think a, a lot of young people like us sometimes are like that, where we just don't quite understand the deeper thing behind mm-hmm. what is being said. And I, th- I don't think she can understand exactly how do you go about doing that. What do you, what do, you do? You just say it? Cool. it? Can it be as simple as just saying it? It's, but, as simple yeah, as,
1: it's as simple as believing and trusting in Jesus Christ. See, when you receive Christ as your Savior, as you receive Christ as your Lord, when you become born again, you receive the Holy Spirit. God gives you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit sure. comes and lives in your heart. You know, so that's that's all that's all it is. It, that's all there is in receiving the Holy Spirit is receiving Christ and his salvation, receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then he gives you his Holy Spirit to live within you, to 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 to, to, to give you power to live the Christian life. And then if the if you go further, you see in the book of Acts how he gave them the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We can be baptized in the Holy Spirit for power. Baptized in the Holy Spirit for for good works baptized in the holy spirit to do his will on this earth you know when the when the when the disciples the apostles were baptized in the holy spirit they went forth and they preached the gospel in boldness and strength because they had the holy spirit within them living in them working through them so we receive the holy spirit for self you know when we're saved and then we can be baptized in the holy spirit for power this all happens through the grace and the mercy of jesus christ and his spiritual gifts are bestowed upon men that they might do the works of God. You know, Jesus said, "All these things that I have done, you will do, and more, even more, greater." He said. He, the word he used was "greater," and it yeah. didn't mean greater in quality. He meant greater in quantity. You know, we'll be we can you know we can reach more people. You know, Jesus lived for thirty-three and a half years on this earth. His ministry was three and a half years. You know, how much more can we do if we? give our lives to Christ, and go on for 10, 20, 30 years, 40 years working in the gospel, working for the gospel, reaching more and more people. All right. So let's pray for Megan, Mike. Father, we come before you, and we, co- we stand in the gap for Megan, Lord, who's searching. But she's searching, Lord, to the wrong places. She's searching in Jehovah Witnesses and Islam and different places, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you would use Mike, Lord, to reach her. Or you would reuse someone, Lord, to reach her. Lord, that you would send the power of the Holy Spirit upon her, Lord, to touch her heart and to open her eyes, Lord, that she would see the truth of your word, that she would hear the truth of your word, Lord, that people would share with her the truth of the gospel, that Mike would be able to share with her, Lord, how who you are and what you're able to do, Lord, and how you're able to save us and, and give us the power of your Holy Spirit. So, Father, I just pray with Mike, Lord, on behalf of Megan, that she would come to know you, that she would have a relationship with you and be saved, Lord. I pray for Megan's salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, Mike. May the Lord bless you and use you. Let's go back to the phone lines. And again, remember, the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for your prayer requests. For your Bible questions, let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Eric. Hi, Eric, you're on the air. How can we pray for you tonight?
4: Hi, how are you?
1: Good, how are you doing?
4: I'm doing okay. I'm hearing these demonic voices again. Can these demons take away my salvation or no?
1: No, they cannot. They have no power to take your salvation. They have no, they power, have yeah. no power to do anything to you. They, yeah. You know, um, We struggle not with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities. Yes, there are powers and principalities in this world, but they can influence. They cannot make you do anything. They can't do anything to you. So, Father, I pray for Eric, Lord, that once again, Lord... We come before you, Lord, to seek the power of your Holy Spirit because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And greater is, is the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in Eric than anything that, that could be uh, around him or, or, or influencing him, Lord. Lord, we hear the voices of, of this world, Lord. We feel the influence of this world. But, Lord, we can resist the power of this world through your Holy Spirit, through the power of your grace and your the knowledge of who you are, Lord. I just pray for Eric, Lord, that once again, Lord, you would empower him to resist the temptations of of evil, and Lord, that he would know, Lord, that your strength and your power is upon him, your protection is upon him, Lord, your holy angels surround him, Lord, and nothing can hurt him, no demon, no demonic force, nothing, Lord, can hurt him in the name of Jesus. Amen.
4: Amen. God bless you, Eric. I have another question. I have another question. Uh, When the Bible says... Jesus said, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. What is that? So how, what does that mean? I don't understand.
1: It means, it means that every day we get up, Eric, and there's persecution, there's temptation, there's frustration. There are things that come against us in this world. We pick up our cross when we live for Christ. We pick up our cross that no matter what situation we're in, we worship him and we praise him. When we face difficulties in the world, Because we are Christians. You know, if you're a Christian, then the world is out to get you. If you're a Christian, there's difficulties that you're going to face. There's difficulties that's going to happen. There's persecutions. There's temptations. But we endure all these things because we pick up our cross and we follow Christ. And we follow him in his word. We follow him in in surrendering to him. We follow him in doing his will and allowing him to, 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 to change us. And, and, and transform us into the people into who he's called us to be, uh, those people are holy and righteous you know when we, when we, uh, def- every time we defeat the enemy 's temptation, we pick up our cross we 're carrying our cross, and we're enduring the burdens of this world, the temptations and trials of this world for for the sake of christ amen
4: mm-hmm. amen. Uh... When when I go to church, I pray, I read my Bible. Mm-hmm. Is that taking up my cross?
1: Well, it's part of living your life. Yes, it's part of li- t- picking up your cross and living your life for Christ. We go to church, we pray, we read, we seek the Lord, and we endure whatever this tr- this world throws at us. There will be po- there will be trials and tribulations. The Bible says, but uh, be of good courage, take heart, because I have overcome the world. Christ says, Amen.
4: And also, Amen. One more thing, uh, Sam. Uh, my wife's uh, relatives are Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Is that a, a cult?
1: Yes, that is a cult. They are not Christian, even though they call themselves Christians. That's what a cult is. Yeah. Uh they, they, they do not believe that Jesus is God. They do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Uh, they don't believe in a, a literal hell. Uh, they don't believe... In, 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 in things like that, in the Bible, they, 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 they um, uh, refuse to believe in the Trinity. Uh, so mm. they are a non-Christian cult, and I would recommend you read, uh, you can read up on them uh, Jeho- uh, in uh, Kingdom of the Cults by Walter Martin. He's got a chapter uh, that, uh, that teaches on Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, you can read about you can read about him. Uh, read, read about the Jehovah Witnesses and what they believe. Again, in Kingdom of the Cults by Walter Martin, and that would help you understand what they believe, and that way you'd be able to witness uh, to your wife's family. And I think that would be helpful. That's right.
4: They okay. don't have any eternal life. They don't have eternal life to go to heaven, right? Well, <coughs> if they
1: so be, if they believe, see the the gospel. What 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 the, what the Jehovah Witnesses teach will not save you. They believe in a different Jesus. They believe in a different gospel. They do not. They do not believe in the Jesus of the Bible. They believe in a different Jesus in a different gospel, and that will not save anyone.
4: Anyone. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Good. All right, Eric. Thank you. Good night. night. God bless.
4: God bless you. Bye Bye
1: bye. Let's talk to Alexander. Hi, Alexander. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour
5: hi Sam Uh, thank you so much for uh, picking up my call Um, I wanted to say before I get to my prayer request I wanted to say that I love the music uh, that starts before (laughs) your program thank you I don't know somehow um, it triggers my uh, Eastern European roots I guess and I just I love it like every time when I hear it there is something Mm -hmm. it it does something in me oh
1: praise the lord
5: (laughs) but um i wanted to ask for a prayer request um i called already like before mm-hmm. um about something not similar but uh my girlfriend she brought me to christ god used her to bring me to christ and mm-hmm. um she met uh, the crazy version version of me right uh, and the funny thing you just mentioned um with the previous gentleman uh, that you know, Christianity is constant sacrifice that, um, you, you know, constant suffering. And this is what I realized more and more. And when she met the crazy version of me, I did a lot of mistakes and I was not acting like a Christian. Even even after I was baptized, mm-hmm. I acted terribly. I felt that, you know, like a devil like, possessing me and we separated for was supposed to be three months but it's already six months and mm-hmm. she's all the way in Germany and last weekend I was, I don't know, I just, I cannot move on and I keep thinking about her and I, I have depression and stuff. Well, last weekend I was in church in Faithful Central Bible Church and I, I and the funny thing, I haven't gotten there for a couple of weeks and I finally went there
3: mm-hmm.
5: and the uh, the Bishop Omar was talking about uh, marriage mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I saw um, that I'm going there and I'm proposing to her to Paris. And I applied for a visa uh, to Paris um, and the whole week, I don't know if I got it or not, but it's just, I need to go there and get get some closure because I cannot live anymore like this. I'm mm-hmm. just, and I miss her so much. And I am try- I tried to reach her with that, t- telling her that I realized a lot of things and God did some work on me, but she doesn't understand this. She's like, she's still stuck in a pass and i don't know i just want to like go there and so and just get get a closure you know so yeah right. i'm calling you so to, to for the prayer request that god is gonna provide me you know well, the visa well, with opportunities <coughs> to go there and if she's the one for me right you know well, we would work it out and i will propose her in paris
1: well let's pray about that I'll, father we come before you Alexander and I, Lord, we, we agree that we desire your will, that we will pick up our cross and carry our cross, Lord, and live for you, Lord, every day. And Alexander is desiring, Lord, to do your will. And Father, we just ask, Lord, that if this is your will for him to go and propose to this woman, Lord, that he would get a visa and that everything would go well that you would open the doors that you desire him to walk through and close the doors, Lord, that you desire him to stay away from. And that's why we put this before you and we say, if it be thy will, Lord, for him to marry this woman, then this would, then we pray, Lord, that this would ha- happen. And if it's not your will, Lord, I pray that you would give him closure, Father, and that you would allow him, Lord, to receive and accept and embrace your, your, your perfect will. And that if this is not the area he should be in, if this is not the woman he should marry, then, Lord, that you would show him and that you would guide him, that you would lead him, Father, through the power of your Holy Spirit. So I just pray, Lord, that your blessing would be upon him, that your will would be accomplished through him and for him, Lord, in the mighty name, in the powerful name, in the abundant name of Jesus, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would give him the abundant life, Lord, of living for you, and doing your will in jesus name amen
5: jesus name, amen amen that, god, was a, that was a perfect prayer thank you so much oh god, you actually listen. put it like in a perfect ways because i'm i'm fasting um i told god that i'm gonna fast for 10 days and um i am i'm asking him to show me the um the sign that you know i'm kind of deep down a little afraid that if he closed the door for me like if i don't get the visa so that's the sign which is kind of still going to be like, I want to go there and mm-hmm. hear that from her, you know. Right. But, right. yeah, you know, thank you so much for your prayer, and, uh, yeah, you're doing an amazing job. Thank well,
1: you God so bless much. you, Alexander. Thank you for calling. God bless you. Good night. Good night. We had a, uh, another caller who had a question about uh, a Baptist, Baptist belief or something, um, and I guess they got tired and, and hung up with I'm, I'm I'm sorry for for keeping you on hold for so long. Like, my next caller is Katrina, and she's been holding for 24 minutes. Uh, and I just thank you guys for for holding on for so long. Uh, but if the caller would call back, you know, I'll do our, I'll do my best to get to you as soon as possible. You can call in at one eight eight eight. I'm sorry, one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two. For the live on-air the air calls, for your prayer requests and your Bible questions, so please call back and I'll get to your call. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Katrina. Hi, Katrina. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight?
3: Hi.
6: Hi.
1: Jenny?
6: Yes. Hi. Um, wow, those were beautiful prayers. Thank you. Um, you know, I I uh, I called to pray for one thing, and then I was thinking of another thing that I really want to be prayed for, and maybe we could pray for both. But okay. Um, I am recently um, following the Lord, and He has been just a miracle in my life. Um, I have been filling my life. I I want to be plugged in everywhere where I can just be walking with, with the Lord. And He's doing so many things for me. I am in a marriage of 16 years and my husband does not walk with the Lord
3: mm-hmm.
6: and I I'm like I'm in a place where I don't know he's verbally abuses and he's not changing and I'm not trying to change him and I'm walking my own way you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm walking with God and I know God will will do uh his work on him but uh I don't know if I should be starting a new life and leaving. Um, and I've been struggling with that. And so my prayer request would be for, for him, I guess, um, just for God to work on him or our marriage and what, and show me what I need to do. I'm 49 years old, and I kind of want to start a life, you know, and I feel like I'm not really going anywhere. Um, I, I don't know if that sounds terrible, but... Um, It's just I don't feel like I want to sit around and listen to verbal abuse anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. It's very, very painful. Um, And I've also been going through, um, I cannot seem to want to get myself up. I think that earlier when I was listening to you talking to the other gentleman about um, dynamic forces and, and the evil one coming in when we are walking with the Lord, he knows that and he doesn't want us to do that. So I've been off and on. I have a really hard time getting out of bed and and having the energy to just want to get up.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: And you know, and so I feel like that's something that I really need prayer for, as as far as um, I don't know, the willingness and finding my energy and I, I don't know how that sounds, but
1: <laughs> no, no, I understand, I understand, but. To deal, let's talk about your first question about your, your husband. Yes. I would encourage you to read 1 Corinthians, the 7th chapter, okay? And in the 12 verses it says, But but, to, but I say to you, <clears throat> uh, but I say to the rest, I say, Not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he must not divorce her, and a woman who has an unbelieving husband, and he consents to live with her, she must not send her husband away. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified to his wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified to her believing husband. For otherwise your children are unclean, but now they are holy. Yet if the unbelieving one leaves, let them leave, and the brother or the sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God has called us to peace." So the yeah. Bible is saying in whatever condition you're in, in your marriage when you become a believer, stay there. If okay. Even if your husband is unbelieving, even if a, a, a wife is unbelieving, stay in that marriage and let your holy and righteous life sanctify the unbeliever and bring them to the Lord, hopefully through your prayers and through your witness and through your testimony, you know, he will come to Christ. He will come to faith in Christ as he sees you going to church and reading your Bible and being joyful in the Lord and living your life for Christ. Hopefully, in the power of the Holy Spirit, in, in Jesus' name, you know, we, we will pray for him that he will become a believer and that he will come to Christ. So I just want you to, to be encouraged in that word. Be encouraged in, in the Bible in what the word says because there is hope. You are hope for him. You're his hope, even though he doesn't know it or believe it or understand it right now. Okay. Okay, Katrina, so let's pray. Father, I pray for Katrina. Lord, Father, that you would use her and strengthen her in the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. That she would live a life, Lord, so consumed by you that her husband would see her life and that he would desire to come to you through her lord you said we are the salt of the earth well salt salt lord makes a person thirsty and i pray that Katrina would be the salt that makes her husband thirsty for you and that you would give him the water that you that that you wanted to give the samaritan woman that you gave the samaritan woman that he that he would not thirst any longer the third the the water of eternal life the, the cleansing water of your word Father, I just pray that you would do a mighty work through Catherine to save her husband, that you would use her to bring her husband to salvation. Father, I just thank you and I praise you. And I pray for her health, Lord. I pray for her energy, Lord. Lord, that she would find rest, Lord, and that she would find your power and your strength. Lord, you said that we would run and not be weary. Lord, that we would that we would walk and not faint, that you would lift us up as, as as on wings of eagles, Lord. So I just pray that for for Katrina, Lord, that you would give her that grace and that power and that ability, Lord, to be uh, uh, to not to be tired all the time. Strengthen her through your grace and mercy. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you
6: very very much.
1: Well, God, God bless, bless you, you, Katrina. Good night. Okay. Um. I think we've got time for the next two callers. Let's talk to Patricia. Hi, Patricia. How, how are you today? Hello? Hello. How are you?
6: Oh, good. How are you, Pastor? Good,
1: good. How are you? Could...
6: Good. Uh, last week I called uh, for my friend Robin who has emphysema.
1: Uh-huh.
6: And uh, you prayed over him, and um, he's doing much better. They, he's taking that medication that uh, doesn't have, you know, really bad uh, side effects. Mm-hmm. And then he had a, a CT scan, and the spots on his lungs uh, are the same. They haven't grown So from the last
3: year
1: so. Oh, praise the and Lord. I just
6: wanted, yes, uh, and I just wanted to give that testimony.
1: Well, that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that, Patricia. Thank mm-hmm. you for calling and giving that praise report. God bless you.
6: Yes, Pastor, thank you. And I give the Lord all the grace.
1: Amen, and amen. Praise. He <laughs> gets all the credit, all the glory. We thank him. Lord, we thank, thank you, you for hearing you. these prayers, Lord. We thank you for Patricia. And I pray that you would continue to use her, Lord, in her friend's life, Lord, that she would be an encouragement and that she would be a blessing empowered by your Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God thank bless you. you. Captain,
4: God bless you. Thank you. you.
1: Bye. Bye. Let's uh, take one more call and we'll talk to Rose. Hi, Rose. You're on the air. How can we help Hi, you? Hi. How you doing? Doing okay. I
6: wanna know what does it mean by the blessing of you know that God sent Abraham was a blessing.
1: I uh, not sure what you mean. But
6: oh, what does the blessing mean? A blessing. The blessings of Abraham.
1: Oh well, well, blessing. The word blessing mean or to bless means to make happy. And the blessing uh-huh. of Abraham, well, he was very old, and uh-huh. uh, he was he he didn't have a, a son. And God gave him a son in his old age through Sarah, and that son was Isaac, and Isaac uh, had uh, Jacob, and Jacob was the father of Israel. So he was a blessing in the sense that uh, he received a blessing in, in his old age by having a family, having a son, and he was a blessing because through Abraham came the Jewish people, and through the Jewish people came Jesus and Jesus saved the world. He He gave His life that we might have eternal uh, eternal life. Uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. So that's the blessing of Abraham. You know, okay. So you, Abraham was the father of the of, of the Jews, and and through the Jewish nation came Israel. I mean, became came Jesus, the Son of God. God used Israel. Okay. Can
6: picture
1: on that? Uh, well, you can read uh, in in uh, Genesis. You can read the story of Abraham, okay. and then in the, in the beginning of the Gospels, uh, uh, I think it's uh, one of them is Matthew, uh, and the other one is Luke. You can read the g- genealogy of how uh, Jesus was born through the line of Abraham. Okay.
6: Okay. Okay. And. Um... My prayers
1: are still for your your loss, you know, and Thank the you. healing for your family. Thank
4: you so much. You.
6: Okay. We appreciate All that. All right. God bless God you. God bless. Good Bye. Night.
1: Well, we've got about 20 minutes left, and I want to get to the Word, the Word of God tonight. You know, uh, I was reading this week um, in in Mark, and I, I came across this scripture, you know, where Jesus was talking to the rich young ruler. And the rich young ruler asked him how, how to receive eternal life. And he said, You know how to keep the, you know, by keeping the commandments, thou shalt not murder. You know. And uh, the rich young ruler said, Well, I've done that since my youth. And he said, Well, you lack one thing go and sell all your riches and come and follow me. And the rich young ruler left, saddened because he was very rich. And the disciples were uh, amazed at this. And Jesus said, You know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle. Than for a rich man to, to be saved. And they were amazed at this. And Jesus you know, told them that it's very hard for the rich to be saved because they're, 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 they, they have so much to give up. And he said, Well, look, Peter said uh, to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left. House or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake, but that will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age. And I thought, wow, that's a that, that's a great blessing, that's a great promise. You know, that that if you follow Jesus and if you sacrifice for Christ, you will receive more in this present age. And he goes on and says houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms along with persecutions, and then I said, whoa, wait right there. You know, that in this age we'll receive houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms along with persecutions and then in the age to come eternal life. And I was just wondering, you know, why did he throw in persecutions? Why didn't he just stop with children and farms, you know, brothers and sisters? But he added along, and I realized that in this age where we're living, along with the blessings come the persecutions of this life. You know, nobody gets through this life without problems, without trials, without tribulations, because there's evil in the world. There is evil in the world, and we, 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 we can never forget that. That along with the blessings that we enjoy, that we love, that we, that we want to experience, there's also going to be persecutions and problems and trials and tribulations, you know, we can all agree that, that evil is all around us. Evil is in the world. You know, we've all been touched in some way by evil. You know, uh, back in uh, September the 11th, 9-11, I remember how I woke up that morning and, and, and watching the TV and watching uh, the, the buildings fall in, in New York and realizing my daughter is there. My daughter was in New York. She was visiting New York with her uncle Michael. They, they went to to see a concert. The, the 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 families, and my family was in New York. My family was in danger, and and what happened that day is a clear example that there's evil in the world. I remember uh, last year when I I went home on a Friday night from from ch- from church, and I walked into my house, and my house was broken into, and somebody took my life, our life savings and stuff that belonged to us. Evil came in and touched our life. There is evil in the world. And the Bible tells us, the Bible warns us that there is evil in the world. It says in Ephesians 6, where our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this dark age, spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. You know, So we know that there's evil in the world. Nobody has to tell us that there's evil. We experience the evil in this world almost every day. So how are we supposed to to view? How do we respond to evil? You know, some people respond by blaming God. It's God's fault. They say, if God is love, and God is love, the Bible tells us in 1 John 4, 8, the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Some people blame God and say, if if, if God is love, then how could he allow so much evil in the world? How does God allow evil? How does God put up with evil? Well, did God create evil? Did God create the world like this? No, he didn't. In the beginning, it wasn't like that. Genesis 1 tells us, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God moved over the surface of the waters, and God said, Let there be light. God created light. God created goodness and and, and what is right. He said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was what? Good. The light wasn't evil. The world wasn't evil. The world was good. And God separated the light from the darkness, and God called the day. The light day and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning day one. One day. At the end, it says in the 31st, and God saw all that he made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. God called everything good. Everything that He created, He created the world good. He created the world perfect. So when God created the world, it was good. And there was no evil in the world. But what happened? How did evil enter the world? Well, we find out in the third chapter, not long after the first chapter. Here we are in the third chapter of Genesis, and here's what happens. Here's how evil entered the world. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, No, from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said you shall not eat from it or touch it lest you die. And the serpent said to her, You surely shall not die. For God knows that in that day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing what? Good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eye and that the tree was desirable to make her wise, she took from it and she ate and she gave to her husband who was with her. And he ate, and the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. So, so when they ate from that forbidden fruit, when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, evil entered the world because they disobeyed God. When man and his wife, when Adam and Eve, when man disobeyed God, evil entered the world because of their disobedience. Evil is not God's fault. Evil in the world is not God's fault. It's man's fault. When we sinned, we allowed evil to enter into a perfect world. God created the world perfectly. He created paradise here on earth for Adam and Eve, for for, for man to enjoy. But man corrupted God's creation when he disobeyed him. When we disobeyed God, we allowed evil to come into the world. So we can't blame God for evil. Evil is in the world. It's here. It's a clear and present danger. Evil is in the world. So why doesn't God do something about it? You know, people say, if God is love, if God is so good, why does he allow evil to keep going? Why does he allow evil here in the world? Evil is in the world so why doesn't God get rid of it? We all know that 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 the world would have been much better off if Osama bin Laden would have never been born. Why did God allow that? Why did God allow Osama bin Laden to 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 uh launch an attack on New York? If only he would have gotten rid of Osama bin Laden. We would have never suffered the tragedy of 9 11. What about Hitler? He killed six million Jews and 500,000 gypsies in the Holocaust. And that's just the Jews and the gypsies. How many more did he kill besides the Jews and the gypsies? If God would have gotten rid of the evil of Hitler, we would have never suffered world war ii so we agree that god should have gotten rid of the terrorists and the murderers right you know let's 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 do this in a way that's logical that's let, let's let's really think this thing through about evil we agree that the terrorists and the murderers should be gotten rid of they are evil in this world what about the evil people who kidnap children child molesters Yeah, God should get rid of them too. But why stop there? Remember the guy uh, Bernie Madoff who ruined the lives of thousands of people when he stole billions of dollars from them in their investments? He used their, their money in a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, we need to get rid of him too. God should have gotten rid of him too. If God would have gotten rid of Bernie Madoff, he would have never stolen the thousands of dollars from people, the billions of dollars from thousands of people who suffered the loss. Yeah, him too. So God should get rid of terrorists, murderers, kidnappers, and thieves. Now, do you see where I'm going here? Can you see? What, have you ever stolen anything? Have you ever shoplifted or, or taken something you shouldn't have taken? You know? you're a thief so if god should get rid of the murderers terrorists kidnappers and thieves he should get rid of you too he should get rid of all of us because we're all sinners romans 3 23 says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god romans 3 10 says there are none righteous not even one so if god were to get rid of all evil he would have to get rid of all of us because we're all evil We have all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all missed the mark. We have all broken his law. We have all disobeyed him. God allows evil temporarily for now. He allows evil because of his grace, because of his love, because of his mercy and his goodness, not wanting to destroy us. God does not want to judge us. He doesn't want to destroy us. So he extends his grace and his mercy. And he endures evil in this world that we might have eternal life, that we might come to grace. God is enduring evil. You know, with, 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 with the woman that called, whose unbelieving husband hasn't come to God, that God is enduring this because he wants this man to come to God. He wants to use this woman to sanctify her husband, that he would see her example and come to Christ. God extends his grace. He endures evil for your sake and for my sake. From the beginning, God had a plan. From the beginning, God's plan was to save us. Romans 5 says, For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. We were all ungodly. We were all sinners. For one would hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps some for a good one. Some for a good one would even die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were still yet sinners, and I'll say it again, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And much more, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God. See, that's why God endures evil, that we might be saved from his wrath. One day God will judge evil, God will judge it and, and cast it into the lake of fire. But for now, God endures it so that we might be saved, that you might be saved, that your loved ones might be saved. For if while we were enemies of God, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, reconciled shall we be saved by his life? Christ lives in us. Christ lives, we live in him, he lives in us, and we are saved. And this is all done because God tolerates the evil that's in the world. God tolerates evil in order that we might be able to receive his grace. So what does this mean for me? Flee from evil. Be separate from evil. Stand up against evil. Like the other caller who called in earlier, pick up your cross and follow Christ on a daily basis. Psalm thirty-four, fourteen says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Psalm 97, 10 says, Hate evil, you who love the Lord. If you love the Lord, you must hate evil. If you love and, and appreciate God's grace and his mercy, then depart from sin and do it no longer. The Bible says, Let him who steals, steal no more. What you're doing is that's wrong. Do it no more, and seek the Lord. Hate evil, you who love the Lord, who preserves the souls of the godly ones. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. First Thessalonians five twenty one tells us, examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from every form of evil. We are to stay away from every form of evil, my friend. Evil takes many forms whether it's drugs, alcohol, the love of money. And notice I didn't say money. Money is not evil. It's the love of money. First Timothy says, For the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many a pain. God calls us to see the world the way he sees the world, to be separated from evil, to be separated from the world. Do not be... Conform to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and i pray that you would allow god to renew your mind and if you haven't done it yet i pray that you would just pray this prayer with me lord i come before you a sinner and a desire to be saved i'm a sinner and i confess my sin before you and i ask lord to be born again receive me into your kingdom receive me into your family that I would from this day forth live for you, live my life for you in in you. Jesus, come and live in me, in my heart and make me born again. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you would depart from evil. And if you prayed that prayer you just did and you came into the Lord's family, and I encourage you to read the Word, read the Bible, pray, and look for a church. Find a church where you can worship God with all your heart. Don't forget this Friday we'll be together in Arcadia and then next Saturday I'll be right back here taking your calls and praying for your prayer requests and seeking God in His Word. So Gian Tucci, I just want to say God bless you, good night, and have a great Sunday.